Daniel chapter 3 is where we'll be reading this morning. And I want to encourage you, you know what, uh, lean in this morning, have a pen and paper, write down some scriptures. And uh, you know what, God's going to help you today, encourage you this morning. But Daniel chapter 3, it's a very, very uh, familiar story that I'm sure you're all aware of. Uh, Daniel chapter 3, we're going to read verses down from 13, verse 13, down through to 27. And I believe today God's going to encourage people. I believe God's going to stir some hearts. God's going to encourage you today that no matter what you're going through, Jesus is with you. Amen? Amen. So Daniel chapter 3 and verses 13, and it reads this. It says, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now if you are ready at the time, you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And he who is God who will deliver you from my hands. Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If, you, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able, everyone say is able, to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. Hallelujah. And he will deliver. Come on, say, he will deliver. Us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods. Woo, man. Nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Verse 19, then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. The expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Man, some full-on names. It's like, <laughs> I wish it was like Ben and, you know, Rob and Gary. <laughs> and he spoke and he commanded that the heat of the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, their garments. They were, they were tied up pretty much. They couldn't move. And were cast into the midst of the fiery, the burning fiery furnace. 22. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace was exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Verse 24, Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. He rose in his haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Verse 25, Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they're not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Oh, God, help us today, Lord Jesus. Help us as we read your word. Amen. And it says this in verse 26, Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire. Verse 27, the satraps, 
administrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together. And they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were the garments affected. I love this. And the smell of fire was not on them. Wow. And the smell of fire was not on them. I want to preach a message today entitled, I've been through hell, but I smell like heaven. Come on, man. You know what? It doesn't matter what you're going through. Come on, church. It doesn't matter where you go through in life. You can go through some difficulties. You can go through some trials. You can go through some fires. But I'm telling you today, with God, with Jesus Christ, you can go through hell, but you can come out smelling like heaven. Come on, somebody. You know what? It doesn't have to affect you. You don't, go, you don't have to go through things and you feel down. And I was like, oh, man, Lord, poor me. I thought, Jesus. Listen, you can be in the fire and Christ can be with you in the midst of the fire. I've been through hell, but I smell like heaven. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 through to 8. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. How many of us this morning have been grieved by various trials? I mean, it might be so many things in our lives. It might be bills. It might be, you know what, the kids at school. It might be even your marriage. There's so many trials. And the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 6, verse 8, uh, verse 7, it continues on. It says this, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That it, whatever you're going through, listen, your faith can withstand it. And it gives God the glory and the honor. Amen. Through Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Number one, if you're making note, the enemy is defeated. I love this story. Here it is, the story of these three men. Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar puts up this image that whenever this music starts playing, it says, you know what, you need to bow down to this idol. You need to bow down to this God. And these three men say, you know what, no, we, we ain't serving the God of this world, the God of this age. We serve the God of the Most High. Amen. We don't going to bow down to the world. We're not going to be conformed to this image that we have to walk by in this pattern. We serve an almighty God. Amen. And that's here it is in this story. I love this story. And, they, and, and the king was saying, listen, I, I, I told you there's going to be music playing. Listen, I told you to bow down. But if you don't bow down, you're going to go into the fire. But I love these men. They refused not to bow to the world and stand for God. They refused to bow to the world and stand for Christ. These men weren't moved. I mean, in, in the prospect of the trial, the threat over their heads, they had this resolute uh, thing in their minds that says, you know what, we don't need to answer you in this matter. One version said, we don't need to explain ourselves to you, O king. The message version says, your threat means nothing to us. In other words, it's saying, you know what, people can come and say, hey, listen, we can do this. Oh, we ain't fearing men, we fear God. We ain't going to uh, allow certain things around us to cause us to be moved. David the psalmist said, I shall not be moved. Though the things surround me, you know what? Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Amen. The, the, the guys in this story, the chief concern wasn't the danger. But they shouldn't in any way be found to compromise their relationship to Jesus Christ, the God of the Most High. And I want to encourage you this morning, if you're making note, don't fear the fire. 
your enemies will be consumed. The soldiers that were responsible for throwing them into the fire were killed in that very fire. And what was intended for them was actually reversed. And I want to encourage someone today. What was intended for you, what was meant for evil for you, God is able, come on someone, God is able to turn it and make it for good. Amen. That's the testimony that every Christian can have. You know what? I, oh man, I've been through the fire, but oh, thank God that he was with me. Amen. Thank God that he was with me through the fire. The enemies can be consumed. You don't have to fear the fire. If our lives are in great danger because of serving the Lord, listen, don't need to fear the fire. We'd be wise not to invite the fire, but when the fire comes, amen, we don't have to fear it. Because we serve the God of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, amen, amen. but of power, come on, and of love and a sound mind. Man, you know what? God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Fear wasn't given to us. And that's the thing about the enemy. That's the thing about trials and tribulations. You know what? It is going to test your faith. Are you going to have fear or are you going to have faith? Come on. Are you going to have faith in the midst of the fire or are you going to have fear? But I want to encourage everyone, you don't have to fear the fire today. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Secondly, I want to look at this. There's freedom in the fire. Amen. There's freedom in the fire. These men went inbound. They came out free. Glory to Jesus. Listen, you may be in your fire right now. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. Listen, you might be in there right now. You feel bound. Listen, you're coming out free. Come on, somebody. You got to say, you know what? I don't know what I'm going through. Listen, I don't know how I'm going to get out of it. But all I know is that one day I'm going to come out free. Come on, somebody. That through the fire. It is a journey. Can I remind you? This Christian thing is a journey. And sometimes you might feel restricted and constrained. But listen, keep going. That fire will begin to burn off. Uh, listen, that will test you and it'll begin to burn off all the things that have hold you back. There is a loving God who ordained the fire, the, allowing the enemy to stoke it sevenfold with this heat, with a purpose in the heart of God for what? To loose you and I from these bonds. You might have these, these bonds of addiction upon your life. It might be pornography. Might be gambling, might be alcohol, might, whatever it is, it's got you bound and you're going through life through the fire. Listen, you got to allow the fire to say, you know what, God burn within us. That's why we sing that song. Purify my heart, oh God. Purify, burn the impurities in my life, Jesus. God, that I may be free. It's in the fire, church, that we begin to allow the testing to begin to refine us. It begins to allow us to say, you know what, all these impurities to be burned away. What's happening? God's refining you. Amen. There's freedom in the fire. James chapter 1 verses 2. My brethren, count it all joy. That's right. That's why whenever you feel like you're going through a trial, listen, there comes a freedom after your trial. Amen. There's a, you know what? That's why James had this perspective. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect. That word there means mature and complete, lacking nothing. If you ever want to be mature in God, if you ever want to be mature in your faith, listen, you got to endure some things in life. Amen. 
There's some things that you got to learn. There's some things that you have to grow in life. And sometimes going through the fire, listen, will begin to test and produce something far greater but than you to just miss the fire. Sometimes we like to avoid the fire. But you know what? God is doing something when you go through some trials, when you go through the fire. And the encouragement here is, but let, have, but let patience have its perfect work so that you can be mature. Amen. Freedom in the fire. Thirdly, there's fellowship in the fire. Amen. These three men had a closer fellowship with who? With Jesus Christ. There was another in the fire. There was someone else in the fire. Another thing that happened in this fire was there was this closer fellowship with the Lord like they've never had before. Can I encourage you, remind you, sometimes in the most heated moments of your life is the closest moments that you can have with Jesus Christ. Sometimes those, the most struggling parts in your life is actually the moments where Christ wants to get closer to you. That you know what, that's no wonder why David says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for I know my God, his rod and his staff comforts me. We have closer fellowship with the shepherd going through the valleys than we do in the mountaintops. Can I get a witness? You know what, it's, uh, praise God for the good times. Hallelujah, yes, hallelujah. praise God when the bank account has some money. When you go and pay for something, it's not insufficient funds. Yeah, <laughs> you know what, it's, praise the Lord when everything is going well. When your dog sits, when you say sit, your wife adores you, your boss favors you. But what happens, you know what, when you go through some fires, when you're just living off two-minute noodles, <laughs> when you're just living off uh, ramen noodles, <laughs> and you know what, what, what happens in the times like, you know what, this is the moment where we feel God is so close with us. God is with us in the fire. Emmanuel, God with us. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Can I remind someone today? He will never leave you nor forsake you. You might feel abandoned. You might feel like, man, you're in this alone. Listen, you're not. God is with you through the fire. Amen. Amen. It is through the fire during the trial that I found that God was so merciful. That God was so patient to me. That God was so caring to me. That God was still faithful to me. It was in the fire that I realized, man, God, you're amazing. I remember these moments where I feel like, man, God, what is going on? But yet in my own personal life, I begin to open the word and I find God ever so close. Amen. And the thing is that I love about this story is even King Nebuchadnezzar got closer as well. The Bible says Nebuchadnezzar saw one like the son of gods, like a son of the gods. So, he, so it says Nebuchadnezzar in his ignorance, he says, man, someone in there looks like, looks like God. Listen, the world is looking at you as you go through your trials. There's something that the world goes, wow, how did you, oh, man, I've, I've never seen somebody, I, I feel like, you know, something's with you. I feel like there's someone that's helping you through it. Yes, it's Jesus Christ. Amen. The taste of total victory is the second thing that I see. There was no smell of fire, but there was this joy unspeakable. I've been through hell, but I smell like heaven. I've been through hell, but I, I'm coming out of it not smelling like the smell of smoke. Listen, you can come out of your trial not smelling like what you've been through. You can come out of your fire not smelling, not looking like what you, not even a hair 
was singed. Not even their garments were singed, but it was, I love it, the only thing that was burnt off was their bonds, was the things that held them down. Listen, that's the total victory of Jesus Christ, that we can go through the fire, and we don't have to come out smelling like smoke, but we can come out with total victory. Hallelujah. Amen. The guards were consumed. Yes, they had this knowledge. They were liberated from this bondage, but the fire left no smell on them at all. Hallelujah, man. Having a smell of burning about us means that the suffering of the trial stays with us after the trial is over. We are marked for the rest of our lives by the difficulty we encountered. But to come out of the most extreme uh, trials in our lives smelling like roses instead of fire, Listen, uh, we come out of this trial smelling like roses. It shows that we have overcome the devil so completely that no negative trace of trial remains, only praise. Thank you, Jesus. There's no trace of trial that remains, only a testimony that remains. Yeah, I've been through it, but thank God he was with me in the fire. Yeah, I've been through the, the fiery furnace. I've been through the trials, but I've come out of it with victory. And I'm telling you, people will see that and be like, man, whoa, what's going on? How come? It's Jesus Christ. This joy unspeakable, Peter describes this complete victory. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible, glorious joy that's first peter chapter 1 verse 8 there's something about a believer that begins to be so filled with joy that once they've gone through it it's kind of like man they go to another whole new level in their praise they go to another level in their worship that's why when people come in from the world they've been totally messed up by relationship they've been totally messed up by drugs and alcohol and god sets them free and there's something about them they say you know man i'm i'm gonna give god the highest praise i can't be solid in my praise i can't i can't be quiet in when i worship the lord i gotta give god a shout i gotta give god a clap i gotta to give God a stop. Hey, come on. And you know what? It's something within a believer says, man, I, I'm going to praise God because I know what I've been through. Yes. Amen. God's with you and through the trial after you've experienced it, there's this inexpressible joy. Man, I tell you, church, you might be going through something right now, but always there is a trial is always followed with a joy unspeakable, full of glory. Amen. You might have gone through years of suffering. You might have gone through some, some dark times in your life. The testing of your faith. Listen, joy goes beyond speech. I can't even explain it. It's saying, you know what, but it's full of glory. The enemy will seek to rob your joy. The enemy will seek to frustrate the desires upon your heart. But praise the Lord. You know what, as Christians, we can now radiate his glory in our lives to say, man, you know what? It's nothing that I could have done. It's all Jesus Christ that he's done in my life. And we come out not smelling like the fire. It's drawing the attention uh, to the one of King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Uh, God gives the fragrance to erase the smoke. We're familiar with the anointings given to the high priest, the king, and to the other servants of whom God set apart. And not only did God prefer the priest not to smell like fire, he preferred they smell fragrant, pleasing to him. Amen. I'm telling you, it's time to put down the smoke. Woo! 
Oh, 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 oh. Am I speaking to someone today? Maybe you came you here, you, man, you, you smell like smoke. <laughs> but listen, it's time to put down those, those cigarettes. Hey! <laughs> smell. Let it be the smell, the sweet-smelling fragrance of Jesus Christ. Amen. That says, you know what? It's Jesus. <laughs> it's Jesus Christ. It's possible to go through life's difficulties and not smell like you, what you've been through. You can go through hell, but you can come out smelling like heaven. You can go through depression and come out with this inexpressible joy. You don't have to smell like what you've been through. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Very simple message. I've been through hell, but I smell like heaven.